T-minus three, two, one. Hey, you're listening to the T-Minus Podcast presented by 321. My name is Jeff. I am Carmen. My name is Alex. Melissa. Oh, we're just jumping right in. Jumping right in. So the topic is movie trailers. Yeah. And I've got to go back to my youth and what a significant moment in history um, So we were talking about 1700s, 1800s? Uh, Yeah, more like 1994, which... Which were you guys even? I was just gonna say I was. Uh, uh, it, w- it was a good year. You were six. You were seven. Seven. I was really into pogs. Okay. <laughs> I was. Um, God, how old was I? I was seventeen. That's pathetic. God, you could almost vote. Yeah. So I was seventeen, <laughs> and yeah. uh, George Lucas has an interview with Vanity Fair. I heard Fair. of that guy. Yeah, a Variety, Variety, and yeah. announces that he's going to finally make a sequel, the prequels. So. From that point on, there was obviously this immense anticipation of finally seeing another Star Wars movie. It had been 20 plus years. Um, obviously, it was you know one of the biggest and greatest movies of all time. It was iconic. So it had been a very long time since anyone had seen a Star Wars movie in, in a theater. I was only able to see Return of the Jedi because of my age, and there was people who had never even experienced it, only in the re-release, which is different because you've already seen it on video. It wasn't like seeing it for the first time. So this was an opportunity to see a Star Wars movie for the first time. and. Um, so, in true George Lucas fashion, he waits four years from the announcement, and he finally releases the trailer. And I think it was announced, like, in 1998 that the trailer would premiere before um, Meet Joe Black, The Siege, and Waterboy. And what was funny is, as soon as they announced that, yeah. So those are the three movies that they selected. Those movies actually saw, like, this huge fluctuation in ticket sales for people just mm-hmm. lined up to see the movie. <laughs> and people were actually going to see those movies and then leaving, right? <laughs> but it didn't hit... TV until like shortly later. There was a bootleg version that someone actually went and recorded and released online. And then, but I remember like it being this phenomenon, like it just being this, it, like the world stopped, right? Because now you were finally gonna see a new Star Wars movie for the first time in 20 something years, mm-hmm. and it was gonna be this greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And it premiered, I believe, like between like wrestling for the first time on television. And we knew it was coming, and we waited, and we watched it, and it was like the greatest thing we had ever seen. I mean, we were like, I remember getting emotional, like actually getting choked up and being like, oh my God. And then they put it on Apple T- um, iTunes trailers, and yeah, iTunes it became the most, what's that? <laughs> iTunes was a thing? Yeah, so it was, iTunes trailer was like the way to watch trailers, and you were able to download them. And, um, was it really that long ago? Does it I sound like, like I feel like we need I to mean, fact check you. <laughs> it's 1998. Like, it's only 20 years ago. I was very delayed. I didn't get an iPod or anything until I was like middle school. Well, iTunes trailers was like the site to watch trailers. And it became the most downloaded trailer at the time. And it was, you were able to watch it over and over and over again. And that's when people were just became enthralled with it. Because mm-hmm. you picked apart everything. You made your own... Um, you know, your own theories about what the movie was going to be about. But I think, in true segue, that is case in point of a phenomenal event that led to a pretty underwhelming movie, right? I mean, especially the buildup. So I can't really think of a another trailer that had that much hype, that much buildup, probably that much anticipation, or that much cultural impact. And the result was, you know, a pretty, a pretty poor movie. 
I could certainly, you know, make the argument that something similar happened with uh, Force Awakens trailer. However, um, the level of excitement and the level of effort that you had to go through to watch a travel tra- trailer was minimal compared to, you know, Phantom Menace. You know, I also feel like people were kind of jaded, like, oh, this has happened before. You know, yeah, don't get yeah. your hopes too much up. But even then, I remember, like, you know, uh, when the Force Awakens trailer dropped, there was a lot of hype, there was a lot of excitement, there was a lot of speculation, and, um, you know, that's that's what builds up the fanfare for the, uh, the movie and everything, so. Um, you know, it's interesting because, like, uh, when I compare that, the Force Awakens or any Star Wars trailer uh, to you know the vast majority of other trailers out there like you know Star Wars kind of holds a special place in like you know you can you can take like any random any, any amount of random shots from Star Wars and it would still make a cool trailer absolutely mm-hmm. all you have to do is put the, the the band on the front of it the LucasArts band it comes on very subtle there's no sound then it kicks yeah. in and it's usually I mean it, it could be anything and I remember when the Force Awakens trailer premiered at the Super Bowl yeah I mean it wasn't it there's was a, a shot of the X-Wing there's a shot of BB-8 and Millennium Falcon flying you're like oh my god it's a Greatest trailer ever, and didn't yeah. tell you shit about the movie, but you're like, hey, it was a great fucking trailer. Yeah. So those are examples of good trailers, uh, I, I guess. Um, you know, whether or not they are successful in that, like, they appropriately uh, set expectations for the movie is another uh, question altogether. But uh, what, what are some examples of um, your guys's favorite and least favorite trailers? You know, um, I guess for me, I'll start uh, with you know one of my. Uh, Favorite trailers, uh, or, or rather, I guess we'll start with least favorite trailer is like I don't know. Like, there's so many to kind of uh, pick apart. I had like a whole list before. Um, I know everything you sent me was like, <laughs> yes, I agree with all of those. They're all good points. I for me, like a recent one is the Bohemian Rhapsody one. Oh yeah, like that one I've watched so many times, and I'm just mm-hmm. so pumped for it. And I hope I'm not disappointed by it, but I don't think I will be. Yeah. Um, that one is like a really good. Like I don't know, I get goosebumps watching that one. Well, they did a great job of like cutting into the music oh, that, that's right what I was just it, it, say. it feels like one of their songs yeah. it's very rhythmic it's very yeah. bouncy so i think you know that's a that's why that one works so well yeah i have an appreciation for any video that can time things to the music and like you know i was watching whiplash's trailer too and just like the beat of the jazz music with mm-hmm. how it presents everything i don't have like a specific favorite but anything that uses music to mm-hmm. its advantage because i feel like it's the music because they can't use a whole lot of script in it mm-hmm. unless it's like a comedy yeah. But the music itself, I think, is what has to carry a really good trailer. And so for me, it's not one specifically. It's just as long as the music really gives me chills and like really pulls in the scenes that it should. How do you guys feel about Suicide Squad's trailer? Well, yeah. that was case in point of like a really great trailer. Like they knew how to cut together a yeah. trailer, had a great soundtrack. I mean, just everything. And you were like, okay. And yeah. then again, the movie. Yeah. It's like I think you and I have talked about Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Like hands down, it's one of the best trailers, mm-hmm. and it's funny too because if you watch like it's it's a total callback to the alien. Absolutely, like if you watch, so Aliens had like kind of three kind of like mm-hmm. you know melancholy moments. Like the original one from the '70s, that trailer is amazing, but it does the same thing. Prometheus, it actually kind of does this high pitch sort of like atmospheric <laughs> that, and it's and it's it's terrific, <laughs> and it takes you back to that to that, that movie. Like in fact, I believe the first Alien trailer had no dialogue in it. I think it just said in space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah, like and then it goes into the trailer. And then Prometheus kind of did the same thing, but mm-hmm. because I remember watching that and going, holy crap, we're finally going to get a really great alien movie, right? And kind of had the same semblance as like a Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. I hold alien in high regard. And, and when that hit, I was like, oh, this is going to be a fantastic movie. And yeah. the movie was utterly disappointing. So 
So what is so what is it about trailers that um, you know you think makes a good one or maybe you know undoes a little the excitement, a little the drama, the uh, expectations, you know. Um, like you guys mentioned, the the, the music, the music, you know, is obviously thing, yeah. like a really big important part. You know, you got like what, ninety seconds to you know two minutes to get the uh, audience invested in your story, mm-hmm. and you know people are already invested in music. So like, you know, what is it about trailers that uh, gets you excited other than the music? I feel like I can think of examples of why I don't like trailers. All right, let's start there. Let's <laughs> start there. To make a good one. Yeah. I mean, I don't like when it uh, you know is taking too much away from the movie where you're like uh, as you're watching the movie you're like yeah I saw that in the trailer saw that in the trailer like mm-hmm. I don't like to be reminded that I already saw this um, or like you were saying before like jokes um, or things that they give away um, when we were just watching the new Fantastic Beasts one the other day and they also I don't like when they are releasing more than one like why do you have to recut it three times we already saw the trailer like I'm gonna go see the movie you know mm-hmm. but the one we were just watching and they mm-hmm. gave away something that's in the books and then they just revealed who it was in this like third trailer I think and I'm like why did you have to release this one I was gonna go see it anyways you know yeah oh yeah it's like uh, there's there's a, that classic example of um, you know movies like um, what was it I have it here was it um, Ragnar- Ragnarok yeah Thor Ragnarok you know um, was Personally, one of my favorite movies, definitely mm-hmm. my best, my favorite Marvel movie, period. Uh, but like the marketing for that, um, not just in the reveal trailer, but just every trailer after that showed the Hulk. The same thing over mm-hmm. and over again. And what is honest to God, probably the best reveal of the movie if you didn't know that going right. into mm-hmm. it. I feel like they should have kept that for the movie. It was such yeah. a great they reveal. They could have. They and the line like, you know, we're friends from work. It was such a great line. Yeah. And they ruined it. And it's like, that's a case in point where like, you don't need to do that. Like, it's yeah. a Marvel movie. It's a Thor movie. Mm-hmm. People are going to go see it, especially because the MCU is so successful and so popular. Mm-hmm. You don't need to give it away. Just give us something. You don't even need to show the Hulk. I don't, you know what I mean? But that was such a great line. I feel like it, they ruined it. So you, during that scene, you knew what was going to happen. You were yeah. like mimicking the line as it was about to happen. It kind of the know, worst though is if they give. I hate when they give away, like you were saying, good jokes or good scenes. But then that's literally the only, the only thing that thing. is good in the movie. I will say with. With Thor's movie, there are some funny moments right after that. Like he takes, mm. he gets the same treatment that it, that Loki got, yeah. in that movie, right? and he's like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> and so that was like a nice follow up yeah. to a really important scene that otherwise could have fallen flat. And been like, "All right, well, that was the best part of the whole movie, and you, I knew that was coming." But other movies just do a joke, and that's legitimately the only joke in the entire. They're movie. They're like, "We used our best one in the yeah. trailer just to get you in here." It's like, "Gotcha, bitch, you're here." Like, yeah. What about trailers that are misleading? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Like, uh, in what way? In that they're t- telling you a different story than what the movie actually is, or yeah. when they show something that's I not. I think in any the movie. of that. I think they that's have, like, probably very, very common. Where you yeah. know, either it's a string of scenes that are put together where you think that happens in the movie, or it's an exchange of dialogue that you think, mm-hmm. or it could even be, um, you know, even a genre thing. You know, I think yeah. I was watching a list of like misleading movie trailers, and they had talked about movies that were perceived as a particular genre, then you watched it, and it was something completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, um, uh, was it uh, Johnny Depp's musical, The Butcher Sweeney of... Todd? Uh, or Sweeney Todd. Yeah. I guess there was no singing in the trailer at all. So the original trailers that released, there was absolutely no singing. Oh, yeah. So when, well, people, so when people showed up, right, people showed up, they were like, uh, wait, this is what a the fuck? That actually <laughs> happened. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's a Broadway play, so people should know that it's a musical, but I guess yeah. those who aren't, and that's the audience that you're trying to cater to, right? You're trying to draw more people into that. Yeah, I guess it, it, there was no singing in the trailer, and also people show up, and it's like, 
whoa, wait a minute, this is a musical? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can definitely, um, you know, think of, uh, top of my mind that's related to that is Cabin in the Woods. That's a big uh, one. That came up on almost every list that I looked at. Yeah. It was like, that yeah. one was like the, one of the most consistent ones on every list that I had looked at. So, like, you know, uh, if you haven't seen the trailer, listeners, um, like, you Spoiler. know, the... Cabin in the Woods is the entire point of the movie is to be a deconstructionist critique on the horror genre, mm-hmm. you know. And I I get that that you're not really gonna sell a whole lot of tickets by telling <laughs> people that ahead of time. And so the way they framed the movie was, you know, just like the title, it's very plain. Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. They're literally like five friends go to a cabin in the woods. Scary things happen. But then what to make things worse, like, you know, the the secret subplot to the movie is you have this kind of shadow organization that's orchestrating these people's terror for uh, the continuation of this like annual ritual uh, type of thing in this very corporate manner. But like they do so in the trailer by revealing everything like that is makes makes that event special. They show like this invisible wall getting I was gonna say that was in. the one thing that was it the bird flying, right? It yeah, was like bird I remember watching that the first time and going, whoa, this is different. They showed the elevator lobby scene where like, you know, in the movie, like after the the protagonists have gone through like um, uh, uh, this kind of prison of all these monsters, they all come out and was honestly probably the best shot in the movie. And you have like all these guards in the lobby and like every single elevator door opens up and monsters come out from every direction. It's one of the coolest things ruined by the trailer, you know? And so like, you know, just even... Even watching the trailer, knowing that this movie is trying to subvert you, is like you're already ruining the, the big twists and the big reveals in the movie. So, yeah. As far as movies being different than what I expected, oddly enough, the movie that came to mind was the movie The Breakup. And I know that seems like such a weird movie to throw in there. It's with Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn, okay. and you just yeah. thought it was going to be a comedy. And it, the at the time, yeah, and at the time of what everything was going on in her life at the time and all this stuff. You just thought it was, and Vince Vaughn and the scenes they showed were all just very comical mm-hmm. and very funny. Mm-hmm. It was actually kind of a more, it was a much more serious movie yeah. and a much more real depiction of a breakup than what I anticipated. And I was like, oh man, this, this is, is a, like, this is a little, little heavy movie. <laughs> like, yeah, there's some funny parts, like um, mm-hmm. like the dinner scene and all that stuff, or Baby Wanted 12 Lemons. But ultimately, I remember leaving that. I was like, oh man, that was a pretty heavy movie about a breakup. I didn't, real serious. That one was the one that first came to mind though. I, thought I was getting a comedy and instead of got schooled on a breaking up. Yeah. But. Hmm. I feel like I've definitely had those. I can't think of any in, in like in particular, but like I am a big scaredy cat and I will not watch <laughs> scary movies. Um, but there's been times when somebody's like, no, it's not scary. Like, you know, a quiet place. I still haven't watched it yet, but I actually want to watch it because other people have told me it's not what you think it is, but because of watching the trailer, I'm like, oh, that's definitely like a like horror the, movie. Mm-hmm. I well, don't want to see that. <laughs> so is it like the is it the, the jumps that you don't like, or is it like the content? Like the suspense. Uh, it's probably more. I like suspense okay. and like action. Because Quiet Place movies. is definitely it's suspense, and I like that. Yeah, and they did a really good job of putting a movie together that was built on silence, mm-hmm. right? Built on the build up. I mm-hmm. think there's probably like ten to twelve lines of dialogue through the entire movie. Yeah, like the trailer is like probably those 12 lines yes <laughs> <laughs> well i feel like silence and elicits the most suspense possible in anything it's like yeah. just and you have an entire movie of it i'm just like oh i, I can't it's like i wouldn't be able to take the like stressful the yeah. anxiety of it yeah. all well there was people who walked out of that movie going oh, well i didn't know that no one would talk i'm like but that's the whole point <laughs> of the movie like these <laughs> things hunt on sound so i mean you want to live you don't talk so 
No, that's very interesting. Uh, one of my um, least favorite trailers is definitely the Star Trek Into Darkness trailer for a lot of reasons. I might, I might be making it personal for this one. but <laughs> <laughs> The Phantom Menace was personal for me, so I can relate. You know, I, 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 I want to like J.J. Abrams. I really do. I haven't found it in me. You know, I've given him so many chances in Star Trek Into Darkness is, I think, when my heart was broken by him. Um, in that, like, you know, J.J. Abrams' very, very, very famous uh, concept of the mystery box. You know, he did that TED Talk where, you know, he's like, you know, the what's in the box doesn't matter. You know, what matters is that there's something in, in there the to surprise you. Right. You know? The um, hatch. Yeah. <laughs> the hatch. Yeah, the, the hatch. Lost. Exactly, <laughs> lost. You know, like, <laughs> any J.J. Abrams thing. And so, like, the Interdark into Darkness trailer was, you know, very much like anybody who's seen or uh, or is slightly familiar with like the Star Trek movie franchise, the one with you know uh, Shatner and the boys, um, will know that like the the most famous Star Trek movie is Wrath of Khan. Absolutely, hands down. Like you can ask a uh, hundred Star Trek fanboys, you'll get the same answer every single time. And you can get non Star Trek fans will say, "Oh, the Wrath of Khan. That's the yeah. best mm-hmm. one." It's yeah. uh, but and so the entire. Everyone knew that Star Trek was, you know, J.J. Abrams was working on Star Trek movie. He was making a second one. How's he going to follow up? Is he going to do an homage to Wrath of Khan? Oh, no. You know, he spent, I remember, like, literally seeing a tweet from him uh, after the trailer dropped, which had Benedict Cumberbatch doing his best Khan impersonation. And he's like, it's totally not Khan. And four months later, surprise, it was Khan. You know, it's just so, like, you know, the the idea of this this mystery box marketing, and I feel like it's very much present in not only The uh, Force Awakens, but also... Also the last Jedi's trailers uh, in that like they are intentionally withholding to get you into the theater but they don't care what happens after that. well that's the point of a trailer to begin with right the point of a trailer is to get you in the theater it is mm-hmm. probably the most effective form of marketing mm-hmm. in existence right you show something and people go spend millions and millions and millions of dollars afterwards so but I, I agree do you feel like JJ Abrams is like this generation's version of George Lucas where he's a really good idea guy Oh yeah, he can't finish anything. Right, he's a concept guy, he's an idea guy, but he's he's better suited to hand it off to someone to execute. And yeah, and here's the thing is like, you know, I was kind of going outside of movie trailers, but you know, JJ Abrams is one of the best producers in Hollywood. Period. You know, everything that he touches looks amazing. It even sounds amazing, you know, and I'm not just talking about like the design or the music, but also dialogue's also really good. Um, you know, all the action and um, you know, all those scenes are very well put together and so it's like, you know, very hard for any, you know, person to go there and pinpoint why JJ Abrams movie is bad because it's very well made. And I think that's the difference between J.J. Abrams and other directors. He makes really good movies. You know, his movies are not particularly good. Right. <laughs> yeah. What about trailers that have gotten it right? Um, I feel like uh, the, what do you call it? The um, uh, Blade Runner. Yes. The Blade Runner 2044. The new one. Fury Road. Fury That's Road. Amazing. <laughs> amazing trailer and amazing movie. I, I it, like, I, I remember seeing the Fury Road trailer and going to see it that day. Absolutely. It was amazing. <laughs> I hadn't seen the trailer beforehand. I didn't see any leaks. I didn't even know they were making another Mad Max movie. And my friend came to me and was like, yo, do you want to go see Mad Max? Watch the trailer. We're going right now. Yeah. I think... Dunkirk did a good job with the trailer and then executing of the movie as mm-hmm. well. I feel like it set the tone very, very well, and then but didn't give anything away. I didn't go into it knowing. I obviously you know what it's about and kind mm-hmm. of how it ends, but I had no idea what they were going to do, how they were following it. 
Well, that was like that was like an atmospheric trailer, though, right? Yes. It was kind of built on just yeah. it being it's sort of harrowing, right? Yeah, boat, and it was look, like hearing incoming planes yeah. and all of a sudden fire coming down on them. So yeah, well, I think um, with Dunkirk, they they did the trailer release, of course, but then they also did. Um, like uh, I don't know what you call it if it's like an extended trailer or a scene release if you went to go th- see specific movies they uh, showed you like a 12 minute clip of the movie um, uh, which is what I saw the first time it was like the scene of um, them carrying the stretcher out on the dock you know gotcha. like that like pretty much from the, where, where that scene mm-hmm. begins and then it, the tra- uh, the trailer I guess you know extended trailer ends right before the bombs hit you know it's just like what and so like to that point it's like so Here's a question. Do you think knowing... So, like, when you talk about movies that are based on true events, mm-hmm. do you feel like these events, you know, because they're based on true events and that you know the outcome, do you think that somehow, you know, we talked about knowing too much in movie trailers before, do you feel like when you're talking about a true uh, story movie uh, like Dunkirk, mm-hmm. knowing the ending, do you feel like that somehow detracts in any way? I think it kind of helps because they don't have to explain... I feel like they don't. Have, they can explain less because the audience is already aware of kind of what the premise is, so mm-hmm. they can kind of take added liberties with how they present it. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, the upcoming movie. I'm forgetting the name of it, but First Man with um, Ryan Gosling going to the, the Apollo oh, yeah. mission. I mean, we know what that's about, mm-hmm. but they kind of give a whole other side thing. They don't even have to explain completely what what the backbone of the story is really about. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it helps. Yeah, and I, I think, think it's a. It, I think it's nice to know. Like these individual stories and these these big events, like Saving Private Ryan was, I think, a good interpretation mm-hmm. of that. Where we obviously knew it happened. Like you know, my grandfather served and he he jumped, you know, there that day and things like that. But it was it was cool to see the story from a particular perspective. Yeah, kind of see how it unfolds. And I think Dunkirk's mm-hmm. one of those things. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, um, did you see the trailer for Vice? I have not. Yeah, we you just, watched, just it. watched it. Uh-huh. So this the other is day. Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. Oh, that's and Sam right. Rockwell as George Bush. Wow. Wait, Sam Rockwell is George Bush? It is un... Their exchange is unbelievable, but I I mean, you know, Christian Bale has always got a lot of shit throughout the years Mm -hmm. with the kind of person he is. But the guy... I give him a lot of shit. (laughs) Yeah, but he is is a chameleon. I mean, he absolutely disappears. He vanishes in these roles and he put on weight. He's got the he's got the cadence down, his voice, the mannerisms. I mean, it's unbelievable. But again, we know the outcome. We all lived it very, you know, like that's our yeah. We lived that firsthand, mm-hmm. but to hear the story from those perspectives, to hear that sort of inside story, I, I'm always a big fan of biopics because I like to know sort of the inside stuff mm-hmm. as long as it's mostly accurate. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like inaccurate um, depictions because then I feel like <laughs> social network. <laughs> <laughs> social network. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of them, but I, I appreciate when the movie stays true to the actual story, and, and apparently this is supposed to be pretty accurate, I guess. Yeah. But. I think um, I never saw this movie, and I feel like the reason why I never saw this movie was because of the trailer. Uh, it was Angelina Jolie's directorial debut, oh, uh, Unbroken. The oh, Unbroken. Or yes, oh, that was the stowaways, right? That were taken captive. I saw on, this aboard movie. the um, Japanese. Yeah, it's a true story because the guy lived. He was an Olympian, right? Uh-huh. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know the name. It's of an, it, an, but yeah, it's he an was extraordinary story. Yes, he was an Olympian, and then he ends up becoming this great war hero as well. And he ended up being a neighbor of her. She read his his book, and then became great friends with him. The trailer I thought was actually amazing. It was a real. I liked the trailer because I also liked the music. They had um, like M83, I think, as the mm-hmm. soundtrack for it. But it was just kind of a flat line. 
movie of a really really extraordinary story and i was like mm. oh, i wanted it to be so good but well, when i saw the trailer like i, I think the the trailer number one the, the the theatrical release one you know is uh like you know where i think we're, we're all basing most of our conversations mm-hmm. off of course you have like you know three four trailers and then you have like the marketing roles that like you know Extended go around and, yeah, yeah all that type of stuff so but like when i saw the trailer one for uh, unbroken uh, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Um, it literally told me ninety percent of the story, like it, to the point where like there was even sh- even shots of him like getting off the boat, you know? <laughs> like it's oh, so, he survives. Okay. Oh, okay. great, fantastic. I don't know? need to see I, that. I don't one need to go now. see it now. Twelve bucks <laughs> to see. Cliff notes. You know, yeah. like you can compare that to like you know. Uh, granted, it's not based on a true story, but uh, movies like The Martian. It's like. There's no way in hell he's not coming home and he's not living till the end of it. But like, you know, to your point, it's that it is mm-hmm. the story it is that perspective and everything, um, you know, but like it doesn't reveal too much. Like, you know, most of the Martians original trailer is predominantly that first scene where he gets knocked out and then like a slow montage, which pretty much uh, stops right when he leaves the base camp, you know, and then at that point, there's still like 40 minutes of movie. So like, you know. And I think they even focused so much on the trailer on Mark Waltney, on uh, Matt Damon's character, like that, like you didn't even know that anybody else was in this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's and an ensemble ca- movie. Great supporting yeah. cast. Too, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. It's, it's an ensemble movie. Everybody, but like where the ensemble isn't together though at all. Mm-hmm. Like you got the people in the the space station or, or the JPL. And, yeah, yeah. JPL and all that type of stuff. So I don't know. Do you feel like the biggest grievance for movie trailers is that it gives too much away? Like you feel like it, it tries too hard? And an example is, have you seen the new Aquaman trailer? I have not. So the newest Aquaman trailer is five minutes. Whoa. <laughs> what? And, what? And, and it is like... What a, is it, a four-hour movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in it is like a minute and a half action scene. And I, I don't, don't quote me on that, but it's a very long action scene. And it's it literally is uncut. It seems like it's the full scene. And I was watching with Luke, and I, I was like, do you think they're doing that because they're like, hey, look how cool the action is this movie? Or do you feel like they're just so desperate they... Need to show. It's almost like we spent cool. all this money on this yeah. one scene. Right, like and look how cool the, the, the action scene is, but it's almost like the entire scene in, in entirety. Now, I wonder if, if it's as a result of DC not doing so well, and obviously there's a negative perception of the movies, and they mm. feel like they have to give too much away. Like, hey guys, we're mm-hmm. really making a cool movie here. Or is it like, we need to show this whole thing? We can't just show bits and pieces of this action scene, it only works in its entirety. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, there must be more to help support that, you would hope. Well, absolutely, but I mean, the, the question was, do you guys feel like trailers give too much away? I don't think it's that, I, I mean, I think that's uh, obviously the most common complaint about trailers. If you've been, in our research, I know that we all Google search fire movie trailers, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, you know, number like number one reason, like every every single link is, you know, oh, well, they give too much away, they give this away, there's, there's a twist that's ruined, there's a reveal that's ruined, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's jokes or action sequence that are ruined. So I, I certainly feel like that, is part of the problem. I think that there is a line, a line to walk. Um, you know, when you're essentially, you're, you're, you, you don't want to start with your best joke, if it's, you know, because then every other joke in the movie is not going to be as funny. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and so I feel like it's partially a creative decision that like these, they, they have to kind of. I don't know, like force themselves to um, not 
give away the best stuff so much. To, I mean, to answer your question directly, I don't know. I don't know what they're planning. I don't know what they're doing. DC is a very, very special case, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, in our current well, We talked about movie Suicide landscape. Squad. It was like, that was yeah. a fantastic trailer and an awful movie. And the story behind that is like, you know, with going back to Suicide Squad, is they actually hired the company that cut the trailer to edit the movie. And then they took uh, David Oyer's uh, cut and their cut and smashed it together into a monster cut. And that oh, I, that's wow. not the only reason why that movie sucked. There's <laughs> yeah. a whole list of reasons why, but that didn't help. That contributed, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. And what? on another note, I feel like Infinity War was like a Perfect. great trailer. And I, that kind of goes back to the point of like people who already know the storyline. I know it's not like a historic event or anything like that, but <laughs> yeah. obviously there's people who've read the comics and well, they showed him getting the Infinity outcome. Stones. They, yeah, exactly. We've all known that movies have been building up to that one. And that one, I feel like they showed a lot, but I was still like so pumped to go see it. Mm-hmm. But that was a great like experience in the theaters, too, because I remember like I was there with my kids and there's people around me and like that end scene when they were all starting mm-hmm. to they're running. People were yeah. freaking out in the theater. Don't say it. I still haven't seen it yet. Oh, Spoiler alert. I mean, yeah, it's... <laughs> la, 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 la. Come on. I mean... Anyways, but people were freaking out, and it's one of those things where, like, you know the end result. Like, mm-hmm. there was, and this is a complete different segue, but um, there was something great during one of the seasons of Game of Thrones during the Red Wedding. And, like, there was, like, this social campaign where mm-hmm. it was, like, if you've read the books and you're watching the show with someone yeah. who didn't read the books, film them, send it into us so we can get people's reactions. <laughs> so people who were just strictly, like, TV show fans, like, uh-huh. we, we knew what was going to happen, right? Yeah, yeah. They didn't. And when it was going on, they're, like... Oh my god! Like people were f- yeah. losing their freaking mind because everybody was getting like, murdered. You're just and you kind of killing all the main people. Yeah. Like I had to go out. I and, feel like, like the first season should have been <laughs> foreshadowing, but. Well, it was like in Infinity Wars. I had to walk out of the theater, and my kids were like distraught, distraught. They're like, "Dad, everybody's dead." I'm like, "No, <laughs> listen. Like, they're going to be. They're going to come back. Everything's going to be okay. It's like just give it." Too important of a franchise. Just throw them It's like, but think about everybody that died. Like Spider Man's on for two more movies. Like just yeah. use that logic there. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. They're not all dead. I was like, yeah, but yeah, but I feel like you're also saying this to me. It's making me feel better before I've even seen the end. (laughs) (laughs) But Infinity Wars is a good example of great movie or great trailer, great great movie, and and it didn't give too much away. It just kind of strung together the bet, you know, some really great scenes, and you you saw Thanos, you saw everything that he was going to be on screen. They gave everybody just enough time, Mm -hmm. so you knew that they were all coming together in this wonderful, you know, um, amalgamation of, of all the different you know franchises and. I also just feel like that's a really well done movie. Like as far as you have a lot of big name actors that all have a, they did a good job, like segmenting balancing it, everybody. balancing yep. it, making and, the plot yeah, work. And, mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you guys remember the original Godzilla trailer? The original? Yeah. Well, so on the wait, wait, original. <laughs> wait, no, no, which, one, so which original? Yeah. <laughs> let me let me retract. Right. So the Matthew Broderick. <laughs> version of oh, Godzilla. Yeah. So that, that was, so that was another trailer that yeah. obviously was a huge I phenomenon. Really liked that movie when yeah, I was so kid. there was like, you know, it was a scene of this old man, he yeah. was on a stock and he was fishing and he reels Godzilla and then Godzilla comes out of the water. And it was like that was the entire trailer and you were like, holy shit, this is gonna be an amazing movie. But and that's all they showed. They left out like a lot of the exchanges and a lot mm-hmm. of like the cheesiness of the movie and then you went and saw the movie and you were like, wow. And I, I would guarantee there's probably lists out there where that ranks as probably one of the most disappointing movies <laughs> and great trailers. Because it was a great freaking trailer and a terrible movie. You know yeah. what movie I want to see that I ha- that the trailer really gives me not a whole lot, but lately I've just heard so many people say how good it is and how unexpected it is, is a movie called A Simple Favor. 
And it's a, it's like a random like side. It looks like it's going to be a chick flick, but I don't think it is. It's with Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. And I've heard multiple people like saying, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say that there are so many twists and turns in this movie. And, and to the point where people have clapped at the end of this movie. Hmm. My mom was like, I didn't clap, but other people did. So it was clearly very good. And I, the trailer doesn't give anything away that would make me think it's um, hmm. clap worthy movie but now i'm like i'm gonna now go see this go movie see by myself if no one yeah. else will go with me it's playing at the plaza i know you, you do you want to go yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right then i think that is uh, a perfect uh, segue let's go i'm gonna go see the movie yeah yeah all right ready? let's go do it all right <laughs> movie night bye